Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I, of course, am Andrew for America. Um, I'm sorry. I got to keep these these topics going today, people. I'm going to talk about vaccines and the efficacy of the vaccines. Just a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to talk about education and our a little bit of the history of our school system. And you're probably asking yourself, uh, Andrew, for America, you've already been over that before. You you went over John Dewey. You went over the uh, Polish-Prussian-style uh, school system in a previous show, and that's true. But I recently uh, came across this podcast called Dangerous World Podcast, and it is amazing. And I highly recommend you all go check it out. Uh, the gentleman that runs this show, uh, his name is Ryan Dean, and he is a very engaging, charismatic guy. I like his vibe. Uh, his show is also on Anchor, and it's called Dangerous World Podcast, and he flat out says this is a conspiracy podcast, and he has different guests from time to time. Sometimes it's just him, and, uh, he recently did this whole series on mind control, that I found uh, to be very, very interesting and enlightening. And, ooh, excuse me. Um, he talks a lot about what uh, Matt from the Great Deception podcast talks about uh, as far as uh, monarch mind control and about how they get to the minds of the children. If you want to change society, if you want to change the culture, communist subversion plan, Yuri Bezmenov, we've been over all that stuff. If you want to change culture and change society, you have to get to the minds of the children when they're still impressionable, when they haven't developed a lot of logic or critical analysis or rational thought skills yet, and they're still learning about the world. They also haven't had a lot of experiences. Very, very terrifying and informative stuff that I think is worth a listen. So if you want to go check those guys out, the Great Deception Podcast... And um, Dangerous World podcast. Uh, That's what I've been into lately. And it's very cool stuff. Um, But one of the things that Ryan Dean from Dangerous World podcast goes over, when he's talking about the Prussian-Polish school system with John Dewey and even the people that brought it uh, over to the United States from Nazi Germany, uh, Horace Mann and... um, uh, he talks about uh, William Wundt and how all these people, he was basically the father, father of psychology, and you put the two together, and, you know, they've been trying to control the mind of the average human being for years and years and years, people. The stuff that I'm covering on my show, and that I have already covered on my show, is just scratching the surface. People, you gotta begin your quest. You gotta dive in. And you know what? You're gonna get pushback. And you're gonna... You're going to, you know, be exposed to people that are going to upset you too, probably, because of, I don't know, lots of things. A lack of logic and rational thought, yet uh, a steadfast belief that they're so right about everything. Those people are out there. I just got into it with this guy on some Facebook group. Is he? This guy's, liter- his page was literally called... 
critical thinking, skepticism, and something else. I forget. Science, I think it was. And he, this guy just went on an ad hominem tirade because I made a comment like, uh, this is, I think, I, I was commenting on a study that uh, studies show that people that believe in conspiracy theories are uh, less able to be critically uh you know, an, be critical analysts and be able to critically analyze certain things. Apparently, if you believe in conspiracy theories easily, then you're one of these people. And that's fine. That doesn't mean that being interested in and learning about the stories and the history of certain things means that you're a conspiracy theorist. I mean, I understand that there's a perspective and there are a group of people in the world that have a tough time processing big concepts because, you know, maybe, that you know, they're just not ready. They're just... Their brains can't process it, and it turns into, you know, whatever, rage and tribalism and racism and, you know, chauvinism and sexism, you know, all these, I know, you know, it's all testosterone. Some of these guys, you just, it's so easy for them to just fly off the handle over absolutely nothing. It's, it's you know, and, and that just reminds me of how many times I've talked about on my show, you got to practice tolerance, you got to practice restraint. You have to be cooperative. You have to be able to disagree peacefully without tearing the other person apart just because they disagreed with you. And I hate that. I hate having to get, you know, I wasn't even trying to, you know, troll. And I know this, I'm kind of sidetracking right now, but I, this is just on my mind. I want to get this off my chest real quick. Um, you know, Anyway, so this guy, Ryan, in his podcast, Dangerous World, uh, he was also talking about uh, how the school system and how the psychology, the advent of psychology and William Wundt. And if you look at the history of these institutions and the people that have backed them over the years, you find all these secret societies, you find all these big wealthy financiers, world bankers, world planners. It's just, it's out there. And if you if you don't want to believe it, that's fine. But you can't deny that it is out there. It is you are able to seek out these things and learn them for yourselves. You don't have to believe in it, but that doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> you know, it's like Morpheus from The Matrix. Like, all I'm offering you is the truth. Like it or not. Or not. Doesn't matter how you feel about it. Your feeling and your emotion on truth and logic and reason and rational thought is irrelevant. And it's a shame that more people don't understand that. Anyway, I digress. Uh, very interesting stuff. Go see, go listen to those podcasts um, if you want to know a little bit about the history of mind control here in the good old U.S. of A. So that's that. I just wanted to bring that up, talk about that for a hot second. And then on the vaccine thing, in a previous podcast... You know, I played for you guys, Dr. Zelenko, famed doctor, treated over 6,000 people uh, for COVID-19, using hydrochloroquine, uh, maybe remdesivir and or zinc and some other, I, I forget what his protocol is. His famous treatment is called the Zelenko Protocol. I played that clip for you guys where he's talking to the Hasidic Jews who a few of the Jewish elders told him that they had COVID, they used his protocol and they cured it. And this is the guy that is like staunchly against the, the vaccine. He called it the poison death shot. He said that it's going to cause 
problems, and it was designed to cause problems uh, in the future with sterility and women losing babies, population control, etc., etc. Apparently, it can clot your blood, and Dr. Zelenko went over that in that previous podcast. Well, I just found another guy who's kind of a conspiratorial thinker. His name's Stu Peters. I think he got kicked off Twitter. You know, he's just another person that's just trying to seek truth and figure it all out. And, you know, there is a concerted effort to shut independent thought down, people. And I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time before I think my show and any one show that covers similar to- similar topics, it's only a matter of time before they find a way to shut us down, too. And it's sad. And it's sad. It, it scares me. It saddens me. I really, you know, sometimes I think I'm just blowing fucking into the wind. You know? Like, how is anybody ever going to do anything about this? Is it not already far, 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 far too late? The wool's been pulled over multiple generations of American peoples and other people around this world's eyes. It's It might be too late. I feel like we're just on the Titanic, sinking to our inevitable doom. And, you know, I'm just going to be the guy, like I've said before, I'm just going to play some punk rock songs. I'm going to observe and I'm going to report. I'm going to drink my beer. Hope for the best. Try to stay positive. But I'm going to keep talking about this stuff. Regardless of any critic of mine. So if you're a critic of mine and you're listening to my show right now, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I don't really care what you think. If you haven't started your quest, we don't have anything to talk about. Okay? Go back to your couch and let the cable TV wash over your face for the rest of your pathetic short life, okay? And I don't want to be an ad hominem thrower, asshole, mudslinger, but, you know, this is, if I'm ever going to do it, I'm going to do it here on the show. You guys get to hear me bitch. That's what, that's part of the therapeutic, the therapeutic uh, aspect of this sh- show for me that I've talked to you guys about repeatedly. Okay, anyway, Stu Peters. Had this woman on the show, uh, can't remember who she is, I'll play it for you here in a second, and here are more people sounding the alarm about the danger of this, I think they're talking about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, but it's just scary that, you know, I'm a vaccinated person, Uh, you know, I keep hearing these stories after the fact and it's just, oh, it's so disheartening, it just gives me a sick feeling, am I going to drop dead in 10 years, who knows? If I do, was that part of the plan? Who knows? So, again, against my better judgment, take a listen to this. Dr. Jane Ruby is with us. A group of doctors and lawyers have examined the blood of inoculated patients, and you have their findings. Thanks for being here. Yes, Stu. This all surrounds a physician in Germany by the name of Dr. Barbell Gitala. Dr. Gitala uh, sees patients uh, she gathered together in her office in Germany uh, two attorneys and another physician. And what she was sharing with them was her concerns over her patients who have been inoculated. And so th- this is just incredible, Stu, because not only are we going to show you today the blood samples that she's seen. And by the way, she's doing 
10, 12, 15, in her words, of her patients per week. Uh, so this is, this is overwhelming evidence. But they also got hold of a vial from Johnson & Johnson. They take you through it in their video. I'm going to send you the clip. It'll be on your website. And first, I want to, um, before we get into what they saw in the vial of Johnson & Johnson injection, I want to take you through these blood smears that Dr. Gitala is revealing, because this is the stunning evidence. In the first picture I'm showing you, picture one, you see moments, in her words, moments after uh, the patient uh, got uh, to her office, she took her blood smear and immediately put it under the microscope. These are regular microscope pictures, by the way. You can see this very lit up uh, a piece in the middle. You can see the blood uh, in the background. They look like coins stacked up. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. In the next picture, Stu, we've marked it's picture number four. You can see this very coiled piece uh, with a metallic sheen. And Dr. Gitala says in the middle here that these, this coiled structure uh, does not absorb light like the red blood cells do. And then you can see in the background all these red blood cells, and they look like they're all stuck together, uh, which they are. And I wanted to call your attention now to the to picture number five of the blood, where you see this elongated, very shiny tubular structure uh, going through a group of red blood cells. And Stu, what these blood cells demonstrate is a stacking phenomena that's called Rulio. Um, I want to share with your viewers uh, Rulio formation of red blood cells is really a stacking of four or more red blood cells. And you can see in the, in the photo here of the red blood cells that they just line up like, like a stack of coins. It's normally find, found rather in patients with blood cancers. Uh, and I want to just read this. Rulio formation refers to the stacking of four or more red blood cells. The red blood cells normally, by the way, have a negative charge, Stu. That's so that they repel each other, and, and for, for good reason, because they're not supposed to stick together under normal healthy conditions. When um, this material apparently is injected into people, it changes the electron charge to positive. And so that's why they're stacking together and they're clumping together. The doctors and the lawyers in this video uh, opine that this is likely the beginning of thrombotic activity. Uh, now, um, let me move on to picture number six of the blood where you see uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's pulled back a little bit. So you see that metallic coil that she calls a roll of coins, but in the surrounding areas, there's no doubt about these red blood cells are clumping together. They're forming their little stacked Rulio formation. Uh, and, and she actually says in the video, I'm afraid for patients when I take their blood of the vaccinated and I put these smears under the microscope. I'm literally afraid for patients. Some of the things that she said were um, she's never seen these structures before in all of her years. She's not a young woman. Uh, she's practiced for many, many years. She uh, also says that the Rulio formation across all of these patients is severe. So we're looking at severe red blood cell damage. Um, she also says these anomalies I cannot interpret, uh, to be honest with you. So I want to move on to the pictures of what they found when she took droplets of the Johnson & Johnson vial that they were able to secure. Uh, by the way, I, I, they do not disclose how they got it, what the chain of custody was, but they do show in the video 
uh, one of the vials and one of the lawyers comments that that is a lot number. It's got an expiration date. These are all similar findings to what the Spanish researchers found. So I want to move on to what she found under the microscope and what they reveal um, in, in the Johnson & Johnson vial. So in the vial pictures that I've provided, picture number one, you actually see her computer screen. And you see this very rigid structure with these tiny little dots in between. And so if we move to picture numbered, it's numbered six of the vial pictures, it's a little bit of a closer zoom in on those uh, structures. And you see these uh, little dots in between. And she says, we have these little, um, this is the Johnson & Johnson vial. She said, we have these little uh, dots uh, in there. Again, she said, these are very fine grains. I've never seen them before. Um, and so the, the people, the, the two lawyers and the two doctors in this video are stunned. They talk about the fact that they know that doctors are afraid to come out and talk about this. The two lawyers uh, discuss the fact that uh, if they could bring this to a court, they're afraid that judges are afraid to be the lone judge that expresses honesty and, 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 and shock at this. Uh, they say it's the responsibility of these companies like Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J &J to disclose what we are really seeing in these pictures. Um, and it's, it's just unbelievable. And I want to name, by the way, because it is in the public domain, everything I'm sharing with you, uh, these doctors. There's Dr. Barbel Gitala, who is the physician, who did these examinations and analyses under her microscope. Then we have Dr. Axel Bolland, uh, another German physician who basically says in the video uh, that, that we, we, we've got to warn people because they're giving this to children. He's trying to protect the children. Uh, he also says that it's absurd because in Germany and throughout the world, they're giving these injections to hospice patients. These are patients that want to die peacefully. They've chosen to just go, you know, go peacefully to their death without invasive medical procedures. And yet they're being forced to take these injections, at least according to Dr. Bolland in Germany. I wouldn't be surprised if that's happening in the United States. And you'll see pictures when I, I've shared pictures of the physicians. Picture number uh, four, you see Dr. Gitala sitting at her desk in front of the computer with the other folks and she's showing them on her computer screen these horrific pictures of the patient's blood and Stu, she's probably got hundreds of these slides uh coming up and she she has said on the film i've never seen anything like it i'm afraid for my patients uh these are just uh just serious blood anomalies and I don't know where this goes next to, but we also have a video that's just come out from some physicians in France. They've put the blood of a vaccinated person under the microscope. It's identical, Stu. So, uh, again, we don't know the chain of custody, uh, but we're seeing multiple slides here. Uh, it, it's very concerning, very alarming. The fact that they're concerned about going to a judge because the judge doesn't want to be lo the lone judge. I will just put all of them in a group right now. Um, it's, it's, there's a line in the sand here. Whoever is not warning you about the potential dangers of this is complicit in whatever happens to anybody as a result of these shots that have been proven to be dangerous and in some cases deadly. There are a lot of people dying from this. We know that there are multiple platforms that track adverse events. We only have access to one, which is the least comprehensive and the least reliable. And we have seen the numbers get throttled on that system, which is called theirs, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System that fluctuates 
fluctuates numbers up and down like a big game. It's like a big game. So if you are an elected representative, if you are a politician, if you are a leader in a community, a judge, a doctor, and you are not explicitly coming forward as loudly as possible and warning people about this, uh, there's a difference between, hey, taking these shots is your choice. It's up to you. But providing people with the information, the real information that these things are dangerous, appear to be poisonous, have been proven to be deadly, that is a whole nother thing. And now that we have this new data, that we have these slides, if it is not looked into, if it is not investigated, and if you don't warn people, you're on the other side. That's all there is to it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we need a panel. If somebody could get a panel together uh, of Dr. Gitala and her group, of Dr. Philippe Van Welbergen, of the French doctor who just came out with the same exact uh, blood smear. And Stu, one of the things that the lawyers brought up in this in Dr. Gitala's group was that there is gross lack of informed consent, which is what you just alluded to uh, moments ago. And patients, people don't know what they're getting. Um, so so I, I don't know how much more evidence we need, but I think I want to I want to put a call out to physicians in the United States, if you have access to a regular microscope, start doing blood smears of your patients who have been inoculated. If you want to take the word of, of the government and the CDC, you, you know, at least take a look at these blood smears, talk to your colleagues. And if you still feel these are, you know, quote, safe and effective, you know, I don't know what to tell you. There was a nurse least- on uh, Tucker Carlson's program last night who bravely came forward and she said, it is our job to question everything, to advocate for these patients. It is our job. We question doctors constantly. At this point, nurses and doctors need to remember what their oath is. Doctors specifically need to remember what their oath is. And at this point, you need to take the opportunity to either confirm or contradict what we're seeing here. Grab a microscope, look at the blood with the permission of your patient, of anybody who has taken this injection, inoculation, do your own research. Do the research and bring it to the people. This is appears to be a poisonous injection at this point. If it is destroying the blood, like what we're seeing in these slides, uh, you know, and we, we already know about the Spanish researchers, La Quinta Columna, the fifth column, uh, yes. these people. We have heard uh, when you were hosting over on another platform, Dr. Carrie Madej said that she has viewed slides uh, that yes. have come from a, a particular vial. Uh, she hasn't released those slides yet, but she said that what she saw was completely alarming. I don't know the words that she used verbatim, but she was really uh, emotional when she was talking about her findings after looking at these slides. People not coming forward are now complicit. This is no longer it's your choice because people don't know what they're choosing. It is being hidden from people and anybody who speaks out about it is deplatformed. I agree. Your call right now for these doctors to do this is absolutely the right thing. Dr. Jane Ruby, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Oh, boy. So people, you know, doctors are complicit. If you don't go check your blood of your inoculated patients and you know discover this for yourselves who knows maybe maybe this is complete bullshit uh i don't know who the Stu peters guy is i just came across this and felt like sharing it Ugh. i gotta i gotta be over the vaccine conversations i gotta move on i've been talking about vaccines vaccine mandates how it's all part of the big club's big plan, world enslavement, more government control over, you know, every aspect of your life, 
seemingly, eventually, is where we're going with all this shit. I don't know, man. Doesn't it just... Aren't you just tired of it? I'm just so tired of it. And it's like, it's just not ever going to go away, people. It ain't ever going away. Um, so in a previous podcast, I talked about uh, how apparently, allegedly, Joe Biden is thinking about extending uh, the amount of years that kids have to go to college or to high school. Um, ugh. The reasoning behind that, I would love, I'd love to get inside of the room where they discussed the reasoning behind that shit. I mean, that's just 17, like, oh, hey, I graduated from high school in 17th grade. Like, is that just a sign of how dumbed down and how immature a 20-year-old person is in... The, you know, the year 2020, 2021, when compared to my generation, I graduated in 1996. And I don't know, is, is a 20-year-old kid today smarter than 20-year-old me? Do they have a better education? They have a, did they have a better quality public education? Have you ever thought about comparing curriculums between public schools and private schools, Ivy League schools, etc.? You know, very basic questions that if you're, if you're looking for the truth, you know, you really don't have to look that far. You just have to be curious. I've said it a million times. You just have to, it has to start inside first. You got to choose. You have to consciously choose to go look this stuff up and get into it. Does that make me a conspiracy theorist? Whatever. I don't, I really don't care. I really don't care. But, you know, it's a, it's a scary time we're living in when they're trying to pass off studies on social media that people who are conspiracy theorists or labeled or, you know, self-proclaimed conspiracy theorists have... Uh, more of a chance to, or I'm sorry, have a lesser ability to be a critical analyzer when compared to, compared to who? You know, like, how did you measure this study? Who were the participants? What were the variables? Uh, you know, how did you conduct the research? Like, where do you get off just making a claim like that? Like, without talking about how you measured things and what exactly were you measuring? Is it objective or is it subjective? You know what I'm saying, people? Oh, I, I just feel, you know what? I feel like a defeated man today for some reason. Ugh. Take a li uh, listen to this girl. So this is a girl who is going to talk about that school system. Um, and she's going to talk about, you know, Biden wanting to extend the years of high school, allegedly. Uh, she brings up... Uh, a quote from H.L. Mencken in this that I thought was pretty cool. And she sounds like a cool, like, young stoner chick that's pretty smart. So here we go. You know what's crazy about all this is that they want four more years of schooling because there really is, like, a darker reality to the whole public education system. 
The institutional and societal role of public schools is just to train you for obedience and conformity rather than show you how to reach your highest potential. And the scary part is this has actually been proven. The American writer H.L. Mencken even said this a long time ago. I'll just read the quote, because, uh, yeah. So it says, The most erroneous, erroneous sorry, assumption is to the effect that the aim of public education is to fill the young of the species with knowledge and awaken their intelligence. Nothing could be further from the truth. The aim of public education is not to spread enlightenment at all. It is simply to reduce as many individuals as possible to the same safe level, to breed and train a standardized citizenry, to put down dissent and originality. Uh, that is its aim in the United States, whatever the pretensions of politicians. And it is the aim everywhere else. Sorry I butchered it, but that is terrifying. And he wrote this like a long time ago, and I haven't seen anything new or like anything changed since then. And the idea of compulsory education actually goes all the way back to ancient Greece, where Spartan children were taken from their parents and housed in military schools under the idea of cultivating total obedience to the Spartan state. What? And then uh, the first modern public schools came around 16th century Europe. Sorry to get all history on you, but it's all thanks to this dude. Uh, his name is Martin Luther. And basically he requested that the German leaders at the time instill a mandatory schooling system. He understood that uh, compulsory schooling could be used to indoctrinate young minds into the Lutheran church and sought to use the state, you know, slash government uh, power to achieve this. So he wasn't out here trying to, like, enlighten anyone. No, he saw it as a way to indoctrinate. And the German leaders listened, and basically some of the first public education systems were born. And, you know, it kind of took off from there, like the rest is history. And I bring up all this history to say that I am not the only one who believes this. Literally, the very origin or founding of public school systems was just because it's a legitimate way to control a society. Public schools are a way to train for obedience rather than intellect. Public schools are owned by the government, which is why they're free. And since they're owned by the government, they can change the curriculum or indoctrinate you however they see fit. And basically, four more years is a really long time to turn you from an individual to a good sheeple citizen. All right. Well, some of these young kids are getting it. Some of these young kids are getting interested. Some of these young kids have begun their quest. And it warms my heart. <laughs> To see that there are many of us out there just trying to figure out what we should do. I don't know what we should do. But let's arm ourselves with the ammunition. The mental ammunition. The knowledge. The history. Etc. That you're going to need to know to process the future coming new world order right i mean it seems to me like that's a pretty good idea and speaking of indoctrination take a listen to this clip from the tim pool show when they're talking about this teacher that just got this antifa teacher that just got caught with like uh, communist uh, propaganda in the classroom? I forget what it is. Let's take a listen together to this. 
about, oh, about the, the, the teacher, the teacher in California. Sure who's did. got Mao. He got Mao on his wall. Sure. I, I have 180 days to turn these kids into revolutionaries. Yeah. Uh, I think this is one of Veritas's most important stories, to be honest. And, and it's like a, it's like some random dopey dude. But this yeah. is important because, you know, a lot of us are familiar with the goings on of Google because everyone's got their complaints. The left says, oh, it's a monopoly that won't ban hate speech. And everyone's kind of focused on them and complaining. And it's the censorship stuff's overt. But we keep hearing these stories about children being indoctrinated. And they say, oh, that's not happening. It's not happening. Veritas then finds just one one guy. One little old teacher who comes out and says, here's my Antifa flag. Here's my Mao poster. And I, I tell kids they're bad people that they disagree with me. And then they move further left every single year. And you're like, these people are real. And what you don't realize is the one guy they caught, it's like a cockroach. You see one on the wall, you know what that means? There's a thousand more behind it. So for Veritas to expose the one guy is just the beginning. Whew. Oh, boy. Yeah. And Ver- Project Veritas lately, have you been p- paying attention to their stuff? Ho, ho, ho. I love it. People are getting ballsy. People are going to try to expose the truth. People are pulling back the veil. People are looking behind the curtain. Asking the right questions. Making people nervous. And I love it. Every single bit of it. (sighs) But... Not everything going on is great. Uh, I recently saw this and I got kind of scared. And I don't know if this is just, you know, shock jocking. I don't know if this is part of his shtick. But Owen Troyer from, uh, what's his name? Alex Jones. Alex Jones's old show. Uh, apparently he got in trouble, got served papers for the whole January, January 6th alleged insurrection incident. And, uh, here's Owen Troyer on his own show. Ladies and gentlemen, a couple hours ago, I was informed by my attorney that there is a warrant out for my arrest with allegations involving January 6th and I will have to turn myself in Monday morning. Uh, There's a lot of questions. Some I have answers to, some I don't. I'm not going to be getting into more of this today on the air. And I plan on declaring innocence of these charges because I am. And so there's some other stuff going on too, but uh, that's the deal. And so I, I'm not going to comment any further on this. I'm not going to take any questions on this today. But again, I was informed by my lawyer that there's a warrant out for my arrest right now and that I have to turn myself in by. Monday morning. So, uh, that's just that. Probably shouldn't even be on air right now, but we're going to go ahead and do a broadcast anyway. Yeah, so I don't know if what he had to do with that or if he had anything to do with that or what they're even talking about. I don't really watch that show anymore. Um, but I did recently hear Alex Jones uh and he was just recently on Tim Pool's show, and 
Their conversation was interesting. Check this out. If they were winning, the propaganda wouldn't be necessary. Oh, I totally agree. Listen, they can't do too much and turn us all against them. That's already kind of happening, so that's the real answer. And there's also different power structures in the elite. There are billionaires and people out there that aren't tyrants and, and that believe in America. So it's really a handful of really ruthless select corporations that Klaus Schwab used to run the Bilderberg Group. And I remember it wasn't until 10, 11 years ago the media would even admit Bilderberg Group existed. People would say, Alex, that that's doesn't exist. That's a weird thing. And then he went and he asked Davos, which is the public arm of that, and he used to run the UN Biological uh, Diversity System. So he's really the head of the UN program. And so it's a corporate takeover through fake leftist ideas. The crazy thing to me is that during Occupy Wall Street, Bilderberg was a conspiracy theory. Yes. And then a few years later, it was like, ah, Bilderberg, Bilderberg, who cares? You know, it's whatever. If they were winning the propaganda. I mean, people. I know, crazy acts. Crazy ass Alex Jones seems a lot less crazy these days, a little bit more logical, I guess. I don't know. That was probably the most sane I've ever heard him speak on a, on a show, on a podcast, or clearly he was never that calm on his own show. Um, but yeah, what what a crazy <laughs> what a crazy time we are living in. It's it's nutty. I don't even know what to think anymore. I feel like a defeated man. I, I just feel beat up. <laughs> uh, mentally exhausted. And I think what I'm most tired of is just how obvious these Democrat flip-floppers have been. And I'm not saying that the Republicans are any better. But boy... Pelosi, Biden, the whole club, the whole little Democrat club. Just here, take a listen to here's Joe Biden and uh, Pelosi flip flopping on uh, on vac vaccine mandates. Vaccinations for the members, much less for the American people. And do you foresee that the vaccine might be mandated for any populations, perhaps for um, school-age children? No. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. Is that a sign that perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates? And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? Well, I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. You would never mandate at least I do not think you would. Uh, I'd be pretty surprised if you mandated it for any element of the general public. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. And people, I told you it was legal. I, I told you in, in the previous podcast that the Jacobson case and, you know, it's been upheld multiple times. Companies can force you to be vaccinated. The government, I guess, can force you to be vaccinated. If you work for the go government, they're going to force you to be vaccinated, allegedly. I keep hearing that 
there's going to be, you know, you know, I think Dave Smith talked about, oh, well, you know, that's kind of the forecast that, you know, that whatever they want to do to the general population, they usually start doing to government employees because, you know, you can't really say no, right? So, yep. So, you know, I played flip-flop and Fauci and flip-flop and Pelosi for you multiple times now. You just heard Biden actually mandate vaccines right there. I told you in a previous podcast about what's going on in Australia and how they're rolling out this Orwellian bullshit. And in a previous podcast, I was telling you guys about China too and how you know we just entered into this new defense agreement with Australia and England. <coughs> I played for you in a previous show. That's the that's the speech where Biden said, uh, I want to thank you, Boris, and that fellow from down under. <laughs> I forget your name. <laughs> yeah, we're best friends, right? No, but anyway, and I think I said on that show, you know, oh, what a perfect false front. Like, you can b- basically, ex- you know, expect the complete opposite of what they said uh, wasn't going to happen. It's probably actually going to happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, we're going to stick to our non-proliferation uh, agreements and we're not going to have nuclear weapons. We're just having nuclear submarines and we're going to patrol the Indo-Pacific with these this fleet of Australian nuclear-powered submarines. Meanwhile, China is trying to approach the Taliban and, and I told you guys, they're trying to come to, to an agreement on how to fix things there. And then this comes out. After I after I said, you know what? Oh yeah, I I don't buy it. I don't buy that they're not going to go nuclear. Try to uh, have nuclear weapons or whatever in the area, right? So check this out. A Chinese expert is warning Australia that other countries may target the nation for nuclear attacks, all because Australia signed a new security pact with its allies. China's neighbors are racing to purchase new weapons. They're bolstering their defenses to counter China's military expansion. The global stock markets respond to Chinese real estate giant Evergrande's potential collapse. How likely is it to happen, and how would it affect the global economy? We spoke with an economist to find out. And the U.S. plans to reopen air travel to foreign passengers, but only when they are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. That includes those from China, but are Chinese vaccines effective enough to qualify? Are their vaccines uh, powerful enough to qualify? That's not a very comforting thought, I suppose. But... People, I'm not Nostradamus. I'm not a fortune teller. All I know is that when you start paying attention, it's easy to predict what's going to come next. All you got to do is pay attention. That's it. That's it. Seek out new information. It's not hard. It's not hard. The future is not looking bright. You know, now that I think about it, you know who had a really good point on the topic of germs and viruses and sanitizing everything and not exposing yourself to 
bugs and critters in the outdoors so that you can build up immunity to certain things. Mr. George Carlin. It's just one more way of reducing your liberty and reminding you that they can fuck with you anytime they want. As long as you put up with it. As long as you put up with it. Which means, of course, anytime they want. Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing, germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from? in this country. Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans are, they panic easily, so now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous and it goes to ridiculous lengths. <laughs> Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. Now, all right, God <laughs> Oh, George Carlin, man. He was a prophet. I love listening to George Carlin. Uh, you know what else makes me feel like a defeated man, people? I was just looking into some old research on obedience and conformity. Have you ever heard of the Milgram experiment and the Ash experiment? The findings of these experiments are very troubling. And this is on the topic of human nature that I continue to bring up on my show. And you people think that human nature is just pure and good and I would never do anything wrong and you know my pride tells me that there's no way I could have done something wrong and then if Nietzsche's theory holds true then the mind yields and your pride wins right we'll take a listen to this once upon a time there was an experiment done on obedience and conformity it was called the Milgram experiment it was a shock experiment by Stanley Milgram in the early 1960s that tested people's willingness to shock others if instructed by an authority figure. And the study concluded that 65% of the participants would kill someone else if an authority figure told them to. The Ash experiments were a series of experiments by Solomon Ash in the 1950s that tested the extent to which social pressure from a majority group could affect a person to conform. 
And the conclusion of that study, people were willing to ignore reality in order to conform to the group. And the reality of that having taken place in history, people, makes me think about this quote from Mr. Thomas Paine. To argue with a person who has renounced the use of reason is like administering medicine to the dead. Rudyard Kipling once said, Beware of overconcern for money or possession or glory. Someday you will meet a man who cares for none of these things. Then you will know how poor you are. Aldous Huxley once said, All of us desire a better state of society. But society cannot become better before two great tasks are performed. Unless peace can be firmly established and the prevailing obsession with money and power profoundly modified, there is no hope of any desirable change being made. Well, here's some good news, I guess. An FDA advisory panel voted 16 to 2 recently to advise the agency against approving a booster dose of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. The vote is non-binding, but it's an unexpected roadblock for the Biden administration's plan to begin administering boosters as early as next week. This was a couple weeks ago. Pfizer is seeking approval from FDA to offer the booster to people 16 and older, while Moderna has applied for authorization to market boosters for people 18 and older. They're literally just trying to give it to whoever will take it at this point. In order to make that money. Money, 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 money. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay. Because the million dollar man always gets his way. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I pulled this little thing from the United States of Dystopia page on Facebook. For a long time, I thought the Democrats were fighting valiantly, but just overwhelmed by the oligarchy and the Republicans. 
For a long time, I thought the Democrats were fighting valiantly, but just were overwhelmed by the oligarchy and the Republicans. Then I saw that the Democrats keep losing fights they should win and figured they must be just weak and ineffectual. Then I kept seeing them backing off without putting up a fight at all and decided they were gutless cowards. Finally, I noticed that enough of them keep voting with the Republicans to always make sure the Republicans more or less win almost every fight, and that they keep starting from a center position and bargaining to the right, and eventually, after enough of that, it's became impossible to ignore the only conclusion that actually fits the facts. The Democrats are not overmatched. They aren't weak, and they aren't Cowards. They're complicit. Mic drop. You know what time it is, people? It's time for punk rock. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Actually, you know what? Real quick, before we get to the punk rock... I gotta play you guys this. This I forgot about this this interview. This is Piers Morgan uh, interviewing Jesse Ventura about 9/11. And oh man, this shit is just crazy. Check this out. You have done on September the 12th, 2001. What would you have done if you'd been president? What would I have done? Yeah. I would have done a legitimate a legitimate investigation to find out what exactly happened on 9/11. How did they know who did this so quickly like they did Lee Harvey Oswald? How quick they knew Lee Harvey Oswald knew killed did Kennedy? Because, because the people who did it were identified and we knew who they were. Well, then why couldn't we have stopped them beforehand if they were identified and we knew who it they were? It was a failure of intelligence. Everyone's accepted No, it that. wasn't. We knew before with Condoleezza Rice's memo on August 6th when it stated right in the memo, Bin Laden took steal planes and run them into buildings and more stuff is coming out now also how much the bush administration ignored the intelligence it was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen oh come on jesse no not oh come on every wait a minute every war fought starts with a false flag operation can't in all seriousness sit there and try and make out anybody okay let me ask you this wait a minute let me, wait, wait. Let me ask you something. How many? How much studying have you actually done of 9-11 other than what, what the government's told you and what mainstream media has told you? I was editor, I've been studying it I was four years. Of a national newspaper. I've, I've talked to you in depth every day for really? five, six months. Really? So I know a lot about it. Well, well, then, I do know is, let me ask you this. You thing. cannot say that any member of the Bush administration knew it was going to happen and wanted it to happen. It's a ridiculous thing to say. Ridiculous. Okay, let's talk about your BBC. I have a tape of a BBC reporter broadcasting directly back to England 
talking about a third building has collapsed, World Trade Center Building 7, talks for 27 minutes. All the while she's talking, World Trade Center Building 7 is still standing right behind her. It didn't fall for another half hour, yet they were doing a pre-broadcast back to England that, yes, it's true, Uh, that this building fell and it hadn't fallen yet. If you're trying to make out the British Broadcasting Company, one of the most respected news organizations in the world, was inventing huge buildings falling over, you need to have a a break, Jesse. We'll come back after the break and we'll talk about Israel and Iran. This is a fact, my friend. This is a fact, my friend. Boy. Who do you believe, people? What is a person to believe, right? I don't know. That's why you got to just keep seeking the truth. Seeking out new information. So you can come to your own conclusions. You got to try. You got to attempt. You have to be courageous. You have to get passionate about it. And even if you occasionally feel defeated, like I'm kind of feeling today, just keep the faith. Keep pressing on. Keep searching for that truth. Keep trying to figure it out. Don't let anybody tell you that you're stupid for trying to figure it out. That's exactly what they want. Unthinking, passive, obedient workers. It sucks, right? It makes a person feel defeated when you encounter all this information, right? But I don't know about you, but I'd rather know than not know. I don't want to live a lie. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to choose my own adventure. I'm going to pick my own reality. Actual reality. (laughs) No matter how difficult it is to accept. That's what strength is. Is being able to deal with the realities of this world and come out on the other side ahead. Thank you for listening. I love you guys. We'll see you next time.